0: Hello Sustainable Friends and welcome to Let's Act, Sustainably Developing Africa and Beyond podcast. Here we will share bold and innovative solutions that will help us tackle social, economic and environmental issues that affect sustainable development. The Let's Act podcast series will amplify voices of people from communities, businesses, academia, Civil society organizations and more who will share real experiences that will drive development for an Africa we want. My name is Tokumbo, Talks for Short, Ifachiroti, and I am your host. It is time, let's act, Africa. Hello, hello, and welcome to our podcast titled Let's Act sustainably developing Africa and beyond. Today our topic is the importance of role models for women and girls in technology and I have a guest I've been wanting to have on our podcast for so long as she's with us today. Her name is Jadisola Adedeji. Welcome Jadisola, how are you?
1: I'm well thank you. Thank you so so much for having me. Thank you for inviting me. Pleasure oh, to be here.
0: Fantastic. I'm just excited that you're on board. Before we go into our deep dive, I'm just going to give our listeners a snippet into your personal bio. And so, Jali Sola is a social entrepreneur with a dream to change what education looks like in Nigeria. She believes there's a disconnect between skills required for the future workplace and skills Nigerian graduates possess as they enter the workforce. And these skills need to be developed from an early childhood education and the curriculum needs to reflect this. Janie Solar believes today's children are tomorrow's employees. So after spending uh, 20 years in the pharmaceutical industry, her foray into education was born out of the desire to engage her own children in meaningful and creative enrichment programs, and by extension, of course, a desire to extend the opportunities and benefits such programs to other children in her community, motivated her to engage in education management and skills development programs using innovative educational tools. So I know, um, you know, from your bio, you, you teamed up together with your late friend, Dr. Fumi Um, and and i think that was when stem mets was founded tell me more about stem mets
1: so thank you so stem mets is an education company and our desire is to raise the next generation of leaders and problem solvers in africa Mm. and equip them with skills to tackle challenges on our continents and even on a global scale and really we all know there's a skills gap on our continent. We know we have a young and youthful continent. We know that really in the next 20, 30 years, I think I read somewhere that maybe 16% of the workforce globally will be coming from our continent. Hmm. Which is exciting, but also frightening at the same time, because our education system is not matching the skills that is required for the 21st century. Mm -hmm. So our current students and past students are lagging behind. And with technology advancement, the gap is just getting bigger. So there's a skills gap. And so our idea is really came across because I was looking for something for my son. We moved over from Canada about 12 years ago.
0: Mm -hmm. When we got
1: here, I just saw that he was struggling with learning the way education was being taught at home. Okay. Not what had changed by way of our curricula. It was still very much cram and regurgitating, Mm -hmm. you know, that sort of analytical, practical application of knowledge wasn't there, which is what they were used to from Canada. Mm -hmm. Uh, And So uh, every summer we would jump on a plane and go to Canada or the U.S. or anywhere just for them to go to camp, which Mm -hmm. is what they were used to, which is crazy, really. Um, (laughs) But we were blessed that we were able to do that. So it was on one of those trips that I was reading a a magazine and I came across this STEM program. Of course, I'd been researching alternative ways for my children to learn. And I had been researching STEM, so I was aware of it. And so this particular program used Lego to teach. And I thought, Mm -hmm. my goodness, this is fantastic. Children of, excuse me, Lego. My son has been using Lego, had been using Lego for God knows how long. And I thought this is an excellent way and and an alternative learning tool for kids to learn. Mm -hmm. And they're also learning concepts of STEM. And so it's developing their critical thinking, problem solving, Communication, collaboration, analytical skills. And I thought this is a perfect combination. Mm -hmm. So the company happened to be in Florida, the state where my uh, late co founder lived. And I Mm -hmm. said, look at this thing and you know next thing i knew we were thinking well you know we should talk to these guys we should see how we can bring this program to nigerian children and that was how we started that's how we started um so there was no business plan it was basically the typical back of a serviette kind of idea (laughs) oh it sounds great and you know no market analysis of anything we just thought what this needs to happen now so the idea is that you start early you catch them early while their brain is still developing and mm-hmm. while they're still curious because curiosity yes. is key. Uh So we have programs from uh, the age of three mm-hmm. up to 16. We run a variety of programs, after school clubs, co-curricular, which started after COVID. So, yes. I mean, in the early days, we ran after school club, which is Optional, right? Your parents will sign you up for it if they're interested. During COVID, I think the alarming thing for everybody worldwide was that digital skills is essential hmm. um, for the children, for the teachers. For the school so it was actually the schools that approached us and said you know what we don't want this thing to be after school we want it to be fully co-curricular as in all the children must possess digital and stem skills so we're doing less schools but we're doing more kids because we're doing whole school mm-hmm. you know so that has been a shift that really covid highlighted to the world mm. uh, which i think is a great thing because you know more children need to have access to it not just those that their parents understand the benefits of it yeah so we're going on to our 10th year next year we'll mark our 10th year anniversary and, uh, yeah yeah in fact technically we already we're registered in 2013 we started functioning in
0: 2014
1: All right. so, um yeah so we're still here <laughs> You know, at the beginning, we had to be explaining to people what STEM was, but... um That has changed significantly, mm-hmm. but we feel that um, we will continue to to be the leaders in this STEM education. We're advocates for STEM education and STEM education for all, not just those whose parents can afford it.
0: That, that is fantastic because I, I, I remember, I don't know what year that was, was it? I don't know if it was 2018 or 2019. I know there was a program that was being run by, was it Mrs. Willoughby and you were there? Yes. Yes. But, uh, yeah, I remember you were there. And then before then, I'd seen you with kids you know, doing the, all sorts of bright colored yes. toys and, and Lego and all that, that, yes. that you had. Looking at your bio, I, I know you have a, a bachelor's in pharmacy. I went to King's College and University of London. And also you have an MBA from University of Calgary in Canada. Oh, Calgary is so beautiful. Obviously. Yes, it is. It's, is. Awesome. Yeah. And then you also completed an executive program in social enterprise. Entrepreneurship at in Seattle? Yes, in, in, in France. And then you're also part of the consortium that convened the STEM Fund Fest. Yes. So over 6,000 parents and children enjoy all things STEM. One yes. Day day. Was that last year or so? Yeah, I- that
1: was last year. So yeah. so um, actually, over COVID, um, mm-hmm. I, we, I linked up with another STEM education provider. Yeah. And we organized an online STEM festival. We came up with this idea. I've had this idea for many years and apparently so had she. We met on Instagram mm-hmm. and in fact we had the very first STEM fun fest. We had never met and we conducted that online during wow. COVID. We had over a thousand kids and we're doing mm-hmm. science experiments. We had speakers. So afterwards, we finally met in person <laughs> and decided, <laughs> you know, last year that we would host a live event. Okay. And my goodness. My goodness. I think we, it highlighted to us the hunger um, that is in our society for knowledge, for things under STEM, for exposure.
0: Mm-hmm. We had
1: over 11,000 people register and we had 6,000 that actually came. So you can imagine what that was like. It was awesome. overwhelming. <laughs> Uh, You know, we were excited for the footfalls, but it also made me sad in a way because it was like, my goodness, look at Nigerian kids, hungry Mm. for knowledge, hungry for exposure, hungry for a destination, you know, where they could experience things. And so we're already planning for this year. And, you know, it was also to highlight to our corporates that, look, you should be investing. These are your future talents. This is your future talent pipeline. You know, you should be investing in programs that support STEM education, regardless oh of the se- sector that you're in. So, just because you're doing STEM doesn't mean you're going to be a scientist, by the way. So, it, the skills are transferable also to non STEM fields, you know. And so, we, I personally am very excited about that because I have a STEM background, I am female. So I'm very deliberate and conscious of drawing in or exposing as many young girls, you know, to the world of STEM as possible. So any opportunity to speak, participate, interact with, with girls. And funny, 80% of our team is female, actually.
0: Nice. So.
1: The idea behind that is that well, I can see a female doing robotics, doing coding, doing you know, UX design for kids, yeah. and you know, the facilitators are female. So that in itself is a coded role model tactic. You know mm-hmm. that's that we've employed over the years, and and it's really worked.
0: So our listeners, stem is science, technology, engineering, and maths, and some I think in America they or maybe it just depends on who there's the steam, isn't it? So they add on the art. Yes art, because yes. there's yes. art as well. So, you know, we have the Japa syndrome where people are leaving mm-hmm. the shores of Nigeria and going abroad to work. And a lot of them are going with the talent that has been built in them around mm-hmm. these STEM subjects. But actually, if you look at it, there's a lot of remote working that can be done, isn't it? Using these STEM mm-hmm skills that have been acquired what what's your thought process about that
1: yeah i think you know the idea for us also is to develop these skills we would like to keep these skills at home yeah and with covid it's just opened up the world so you can be sitting here in nigeria and you're working for a company in australia or austria or uh, oh. wherever mm-hmm. the idea is for you to have those skills uh the skills that are Relevance the skills yeah. that are in demand, so that's why we offer a variety of courses. So, we have our kids doing UX design, we have them doing game development, okay. you know, we have them doing sound and tech. How do you use music and technology? Mm-hmm. How do you create a podcast? Okay. Uh, so we're not just doing the regular old coding, which, yes, we're doing that as well, but we're also researching and looking at relevant, sort of, you know, technology based programs that we can bring to our children. Mm. So, you know. Know, our, our children are uh, putting together music they're doing tunes and loops and you know they're they're doing rhymes and wow. using technology software to do mm-hmm. that they're, they're prototyping and using design thinking to come up with solution and developing apps and things like that so ours is not just oh yeah we're just coding we are looking at which is the beauty of stem it, it spans widely And where can we find these exciting, fun learning experiences um, that we can bring to our kids in Nigeria? So we're forever doing research and development, you know, Mm -hmm. which which programs or which skills are in demand in the workforce. And how can we find a child equivalent program for our kids to start learning
0: already? Exactly. And and that sounds really exciting because um, initially you also mentioned about, you know, the workforce and, and and. Probably I'd say maybe partners, you know, that, that you work with either to, you know, in, to go into their offices or if they have corporate social responsibility objectives mm-hmm. that you go in and, and help fill. I'm just mm-hmm. casting my mind back to the just recently concluded United Nations Commission on the Status of Women, you know, the, the 67th session that was really talking about gender equality and the empowerment of women and girls, especially mm-hmm. in the context of innovation you know, of innovation. Um, technological change and, and education you know, around the digital age mm-hmm. in terms of women and girls how many role models have you come across especially on the african continent and um, that are female that are actually empowering our girls and women in a sustainable manner
1: yeah i think you know sustainability is 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 key you know there are a lot of women around africa doing wonderful things even within nigeria around the um, tech space we start from um, age three the number of women you know for example uh, cyber girls who are looking at, you know, maybe females that are 16 and above, training them in cybersecurity and mm-hmm. also linking them up with technology companies. There's WTech. They've been doing this for about 15 years. Again, teenage mm-hmm. girls, from about 14. Um, and just, you know, um, teaching them different things under the technology umbrella. She Codes uh, is another one. Pearl um, Foundation is another one. So we have in Nigeria, at least we have a number of female specific or targeted programs to yes. try and just bridge that gap, that skills gap in, in technology, focusing on women. Mm-hmm. You know, and there are many challenges really. In fact, I was reading something where uh, that I think it was a UN report that said that the digital divide is the new face of gender inequality. Mm -hmm. because you will find that access to device, access to internet, uh, access to data, it seems that it's the females that really struggle with that. Mm -hmm. uh, Those are areas that are really, really um, challenging for women to even, you know, obtain digital skills and the exposure, you know, in itself. So that's why for us, role modeling is key. So one of the programs we're doing now, um, we run the Airbus programs for robotics and coding in Nigeria. And they are very deliberate that our classes have to be 50% male and 50% female. You know, yes. So, in being deliberate in recruiting students even into the classes, Mm -hmm. Um, you know uh, being intentional about that is key so so yeah um being visible you know as I was saying I I was in an interview the other day and I was saying that um in the when we first started people used to send me emails and say oh dear Mr. Adidiji and I wouldn't correct them because I thought oh okay you know the expectation is that because it's a sort of tech-based uh program that it was run by a man Mm-hmm. and then I thought you know what why are you hiding behind a brand let them know it's female yeah. so I would say probably it's really in the last three four years that I've become a bit more visible mm-hmm. you know um, in terms of on our social media and just trying to be the face of our company so people can say that yeah it's a female so yes. some of these young females can see it's a female mm-hmm. um, and also highlighting other people in that in that sector who yeah. are doing wonderful things yeah
0: no honestly I I really like like kudos kudos to you and I think one of the things I'd like you to probably just talk about before we say hasta la vista is tell me like where are you based how far can you go in terms of delivering these sessions or workshops Mm. or yeah, let, let's know more about yes. that. Yeah. So we're we're based
1: in uh, Lagos at the moment. Mm-hmm. We've done programs in Ogun State or your states. Um, so really in the southwest. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what we're actually in the process of doing is that we're building a learning management system, which will uh, and an app, which will actually allow us to extend the reach and impact of our program. Um, The idea there is to, it's online, you know, uh, so that we have an online aspect of what we do. Where where The idea is that we'll have programs that are self-paced that you can do on your own. Mm We'll have live events. So even this podcast, we'll be able to, you know, live stream it from the app. Mm -hmm. Um, It will also be iOS and Android and web-based so that even someone who is in Kaduna that has an Android phone can download the app and still have access to content. Yes. So that's what we're, we're in the middle of doing as part of how we're looking to extend the reach of our program. When mm-hmm. we have programs outside of Lagos, we partner with uh, other STEM providers. So last year we did something in Inugu and Port Harcourt, and we partnered okay. with local STEM um, education providers in those markets. Uh, okay. So we know we can be everywhere. And we are all about collaboration. We feel that's the only way you can go far. Yes. Uh, so we we we're always partnering with um with people. The for us, let's just get the word out there. We don't have to do it all. Um, but when we collaborate, we're able to reach more people. Um, you know, faster as well.
0: Awesome. You mentioned um, Kaduna. I know I went to Kaduna to donate some books, and I can't remember for the life of me the name of this um, hub but they deal with all things technology. So they have mm-hmm. they have um, the kids session too. They started off with the code. You know, a lot of people first started off with coding and I know you did as well and then branched out to other, other things that were adding more value almost in an iterative way. So mm-hmm. I don't know where they are at right now, but I know that this is a huge center that was built for, I don't know if it was a bank that built it for them, but it's massive. So, Maybe wow. something you could into, Yes, you know. So everywhere was decked out with computers. Yeah. You could just come in and you know do everything from music to designing. You know, um, mm-hmm. up to AI and all that. It's mm-hmm. awesome. And I think the more that we have the likes of yourself and Jadisola and 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 the partners that you work with, which on the Sustainable Development Goals is mm-hmm. I think yeah. Goal Seventeen. Partnership is Seventeen, and then. Is education, and then there's all the yeah. bits of innovation and all that. But yeah. before that, we have yeah the likes of what you were doing and reaching out to these these young ones, and some of them, what you're doing is actually sowing a seed. You yeah, know, imagine, I might now, but. Later on, when they get to university and they probably want to choose something or even secondary school, they just, mm-hmm. it will just come back to them and they will say, I remember doing this. I'd like exactly. to you know, explore this a bit more. We've had
1: those kinds of testimonials as well that, oh, I, well, I remember when I did this and I remember when I did that. Um, that was what kind of sowed the seed, And so that's what we're doing. We're sowing seeds. So whether you come for a day or you come for a week or you come for, you know, two years, that yeah. seed of your first contact with us is so important. And that's yeah. what I tell our teammates. That what we have to get it right each time because that person, we may only have the opportunity of one encounter and mm-hmm. we have to leave them with a memorable um, experience.
0: So true. Oh, <laughs> awesome, awesome, awesome. <laughs> oh, so great speaking with you, Jadisola, and I'm sure our listeners too are as excited as I am. I always love, especially when we're catching our, our kids young, you know, and exposing mm-hmm. them to such um, value-added environments where they can go off and do their own and then pay it forward as, as they grow. Um, that, that's really key. And also, you know, you maybe later on collaborating with other partners in other African countries and global countries, uh, Rwanda and all that. They're they're, they're quite tech savvy. Exactly. That's what we're
1: looking to do with the STEAM Festival. Yeah. So that's part of our expansion plans, actually. Yeah. Um, so look out for it
0: oh girl i'm even thinking even me i'm not even there but i'm actually thinking about it so i'm going to be on your case i'm going to be yes <laughs> when is yes this? oh i'm so excited well done and. It's been an absolute delight um, catching up with you and listening to all the latest juicy bits about all things STEM. So before I say chow chow, do you have any words of wisdom that you'd like to deposit for us?
1: Um, I think one of the things that came to my mind recently, and that's part of why um, any opportunity to engage is that shared lives shape lives. So mm-hmm. I'll say that again: shared lives shapes lies and sharing what sharing your time sharing your talents sharing your knowledge sharing your relationships sharing your experiences is shaping the life of someone somewhere even this conversation is part of that philosophy that I recently crafted for myself and just any opportunity to share and speak out and to inspire and encourage someone with your story uh, I think is key. So I know that's something that we haven't done well in the past, but I think I've taken it personally this year uh, to be intentional about that in the spaces that I'm in, in the spaces that I'm invited to and just really manifesting my other philosophy, which is Caper Diem, Seize the Day. So when you're sharing your life and you're shaping your life, use that opportunity to make the most of every opportunity that comes to you. And just- Thanks. He's the day.
0: Fantastic. Oh, <laughs> great, great, great. So on that note, thank you so much for taking time out to share your, could I say, lovely, honestly, development um, with us because I know it's been a journey and a half and I know there's mm-hmm. still a lot more ahead. And mm-hmm. I truly wish you all the best because you're making huge ripples in our community and outside of our community as well. And I'd always say, don't be a stranger. We still need to hook up. As soon as possible. Yeah, for sure.
1: <laughs> Thank cool. you so much for reaching out to me.
0: You're welcome. And do it. have a love you're welcome. And do have a lovely day. Take care. You too.
1: Take care. God bless. Bye God
0: God bye. Thank you sustainable friends for tuning into today's episode and we hope you feel empowered and ready to develop economic, environmental and social solutions that will bring about positive change in your communities for a better Africa and beyond. By the way, You don't have to wait until the next episode to chat with me. Check us out on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Let's Act Africa and tell me one thing this episode has convinced you to start doing. Also, if you found this episode insightful, please make sure you leave a rating, subscribe to our show, and share with others who you think can implement solutions in Africa and beyond. Remember, we're all in this together. Until next time, let's act Africa.